Hello, this is Josiah, and welcome to episode five of Coffee and Jesus. Man, this is this is great. This is so exciting. Um, this means the world to me that even just me being here, making it this far to episode five, I couldn't have done it though without all the support from my friends, family members, people from church that I now just all the support, and even people across the world, like sending me messages on Instagram, just how much this podcast um, means to them and the support I'm getting right now just means the world to me. And I can't thank everyone enough just how much um, the support affects me and my motivation to keep doing these episodes. So that means a lot. And thank you. Just thank you so much. And I like to start off by kind of addressing the obvious, which is um, there was a big audio change or quality change between episode three and to episode four, if you didn't notice. Um, so even with the midst of that first episode of me explaining how long and tedious it took for me to just get an adapter just to make my mic work with my iPad, holy cow. Okay, so episode four... I was having my guest speaker, my dad, and I was trying to set up to get ready. And I've been having a mic for this long, for now five episodes. And I was thinking I was using my mic the whole time. However, (laughs) I had my AirPods in every episode. So I'm thinking I'm listening from my AirPods to my microphone that I just bought. And so I could hear like the audio. But instead, my iPad was just being was just connected to my Apple AirPods, and I was just using the speaker in the AirPods to speak for these episodes. Well, at least one through three. So when when episode four, when I first started doing that with my dad, it took us like thirty minutes because we thought the microphone wasn't working. Well, it was actually working well for the first time i just couldn't hear the audio because the mic wouldn't um let me do that without a jack with headphones but yeah because i didn't have my airpods in so i was like what the heck why is it not working well but it was actually working so well for the first time so you can only imagine my frustration knowing that for three episodes straight i'm just like in a room using quote-unquote using a microphone and instead the whole time I'm just like speaking through my airpods thinking I'm using a microphone but I'm just using my airpods I was just like just leaving that day after episode four just like oh my gosh like I can't believe I haven't been using my mic this whole time I've just been using my airpods but anyway I am so happy that the quality is so much better now now that I figured it out and so yeah that's exciting alone and what else is exciting is I have my ice vanilla latte from chapters shout out to those amazing baristas they know my coffee order so well and I spend so much time there just to do devotions and I get the same coffee every time so I've gotten to the point where people are just like recognizing me walking in and already getting ready to make my coffee which is kind of sad just that's how much I spend on coffee but (laughs) I don't mind I honestly don't mind it's so good if you ever been to 
If you ever go to Newburgh, just go to Chapters to have the best vanilla latte. That's all I'm going to say. But um, anyway, now to the topic of today's podcast. So this is a tough one, and this is something I was thinking about all this week, and I wanted to focus on understanding suffering. And that's kind of a bum, 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 like suffering. <laughs> it's like something Christians and um, people just don't want to talk about sometimes because it's scary. It's scary that sometimes the Bible talks about suffering, and even Paul in his letters talks about suffering. Um, and I've honestly felt suffering this week on some areas of my life where I expected things to happen and they didn't go my way and I just got a tiny bit frustrated and a little sad just like why why was it why was that happening (laughs) like why are things happening like this right now and I don't understand so I just needed like time with God and throughout this week at least spoiler alert I am super happy with just even having a better understanding of what it means to suffer um, with Jesus and what that truly means and understanding that when we face suffering, we don't have to be afraid of it. We just need to realize that we're walking in it with Christ. And that's really the Christian life is walking day by day with Christ, not having to battle crazy stuff in our head all the time or just like dealing with sin and being like, Sometimes it feels like we're oh we're oh my gosh this thing's happening in the world and I'm getting affected by it and I have to deal with it and it's just tearing me down and I keep having to battle it. It's like no, it's like the battle's already won with Christ. It's walking in it, knowing that there's still sin in the world, knowing that the world is still gonna grow in sin, but it's also gonna grow with the kingdom of God. And it talks about that in the Bible, um, the parable of the the harvest, I think. If I don't have that right, um, somebody clarify me. But it talks about the farmer, and the farmer is God, and there's both the harvest and there's weeds. And one of the harvesters wanted to pull out the the weeds, but the the farmer said, no, like leave the weeds. Like if you pull the weeds up, then you'll pull the harvest as well. And so to understand what I'm talking about really is understanding that sin is still going to remain in this world, but so will the gospel and both are going to grow, but both are going to affect us in a different way. And I mean, like we don't have to be affected by sin. We can walk knowing that there's sin in the world, but it doesn't have to affect us anymore because Christ is now within us. And now I'm going to actually start (laughs) looking at my notes that was a little off topic, but um, yeah, let's first go to Romans 4, chapter 5, and we're going to look and see what Paul says first about suffering. So here it says at Romans 4, chapter 5, wait, oh, I'm looking at my phone. You're probably wondering why I'm saying Romans 4, chapter 5. It's Romans 5, verse 1, my bad, sorry. All right, here it goes. And it says, peace with God through faith. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith 
into his grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because of God's love, oh, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How amazing is that? Let's read that again. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And this is part of the newness of life. Receiving the Holy Spirit just provides so much access to a better life with God and to a relationship and also to an understanding of life. And when it talks about knowing suffering and knowing that it produces endurance and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And um, sometimes we want to see suffering and just dwindle and be like, oh my gosh, like suffering's happening. Why is this happening? And honestly, like I was kind of unsure this week why some things were happening in my life, and I was just like, why, why is it happening? But my first answer was to go to God, and that's because I've, already been through suffering and I've been on both sides um, personally you know when I was at Oregon Tech I've been on the side of suffering and going straight downhill and digging deeper into that hole and darker and that's not fun and honestly doesn't help in any way it just gets worse but then there's another side where you go out of the hole and you look up and you look to God and through that you provide endurance and God provides character and hope. And so knowing that as a Christian dealing with suffering in our lives, even for me, I look straight to God first and say, why is this happening? But I don't wallow. I don't, I'm not in shame. Like it says, I'm in full confidence that God's going to provide the answer. And he did this week. And so Part of it is understanding as well this next um, verse in Mark chapter 9. We're going to talk about Mark 9, 42 through 50. And so it's these last two verses that I really want to talk about, but here's what the Bible says. So this is Mark 9, 42, and it's titled Temptations to Sin. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin... It would be better it would be better for him if a great milestone was hung around his neck, yikes, and he was thrown into the sea even more yikes. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. Scary. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell and if your eye causes you to sin tear it out it is better for you to enter the kingdom of god with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell where their worn does not die 
oh, are there worm? I was like, is that really say worm? And it does. And where there worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Okay, so here's the last two verses that um, I want to bring to attention. So verse 49 says, For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? How have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. So let's read that one more time. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. And shout out to my dad for giving me this awesome Bible with the study notes below it. And so I like to see what kind of the ESV translation, what, how they translate some of these verses. And it does highlight um, verse 49. And so here's what it says. And I agree with kind of its interpretation when it talks about the meaning of these verses. So it says, everyone will be salted with fire. And so it relates to Leviticus 2.13, where it says, With all your offerings you shall offer salt. Perhaps the best interpretation is that believers are being offered to God. So, like it says in Romans 12.1, we bring ourselves as an offering to God. And the fire with which they will be salted is purification by the fire of suffering and hardship. So that does kind of sound a little familiar to Romans Five, where it talks about hardship, where through that God provides us endurance, character, and hope. And here it says suffering and hardship bring us to purification. And for me, my thought is purification through the faith. And for me personally, thinking back on my years at Oregon Tech, where that was kind of my main experience of understanding grace in my life and that suffering that I went through helped me understand grace in a more pure deeper way which I couldn't have had without suffering and so now this week um, dealing with suffering and having certain things in my life where I expected one thing to happen or I expected this relationship to be this way or I expected um this task to have this result. Um, I didn't see that. I didn't see those outcomes the way I wanted to. And it was a little off putting. It caught me off guard. And I was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening right now? What is the point of it? And um, my first instinct was really just to go to God and to ask him, why, why am I dealing with, um, feels like suffering feels like confusion I don't know what the point of it all is and um God really helped me understand um something that means the world to me now and made me so happy is understanding that that door or that suffering was a door and that he closed it for a reason that there are certain areas in my life that I expect one thing but God sees the better route. I wanted to take one route, but God closes it. And there's this um, song called How Do I Thank You by Mosaic 
MSC. And one of the verses is, for all the doors you kept me from going through, how do I thank you? And just understanding that so much of our lives, we're still expecting things through human eyes, and God sees through it all. God sees through all things, and the way he just guides us, and sometimes it's it feels like suffering, <laughs> and like sometimes because you're wanting like one thing to work out your way, and then it just doesn't, and you're like, why am I going through this? And honestly, it felt like he was protecting me this week from one area in my life, or even just guiding me towards wisdom, even, and just understanding that in our view, it looks like suffering, but in God's view, it's just direction, it's guidance, it's protection. And sometimes we have to face that fact that when we think it's suffering, it's actually God guiding us. And I'm not talking about like something traumatic happening in our lives. And because sometimes, yeah, like there's still sin in the world. There's still things that are bad that go on. There's non-Christians that are not living for the Lord and things are happening that we see. But we don't let that affect our lives because we have Christ within us. That we can have full confidence without shame, without guilt, and see those things and say that that's not us. We don't live like that anymore. That the sufferings that we deal with are purely for those who are not Christian, knowing that they're actually suffering. Could you imagine like not having God by your side in the midst of things that are not going your way and just being broken? And I've been there. And that's a sad reality is that there are those who are broken. And for me, that's one thing that um, sometimes I get sad about is like seeing those who I love so, so much and that I care about and they don't know Jesus and they don't know how much God loves them and they reject him. And that's kind of a suffering I deal with every once in a while. But in the midst of it, I have joy because I bring that to God and he shows me how much he comforts me in the midst of that and how much he feels and just thinking about how much Jesus has suffered all the way up to that hill with the cross. How much he suffered looking at all his friends that he once, well, not once, he still loved with the cross walking up. And how much he saw his friends just yelling at him, screaming at him. Those people who once loved him now telling him to be crucified. And how much he still loved them. And loved the Father, loved God in the midst of it because he saw that God was leading him towards a better understanding of who God was even. Just how much love Jesus has for the Father. And that kind of brings me to my next um, passage. And that's going to be John 11. And this is understanding really who Jesus is in our lives in the midst of any type of situation. This is one of the coolest things I think about and what comforts me. So this is um, Jesus responding to both um, Martha and Mary when Lazarus has, Lazarus has died. So here's John 11, verse 20. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. 
and but Mary remained seated in. Sorry, I'm losing track of my position with this mic. Hold on. Here, I'll just go again. Verse 20. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me through, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. So let's think about, first off, how Martha responds to Jesus and how Jesus responds to Martha. So Martha's, like, troubled already by Lazarus's death, and she's almost kind of, like, confused and a little frustrated, I'd say, at Jesus saying, why why were you not here? You could have totally saved him, but you didn't. You weren't here. And Jesus says that he will rise again. And he gives this understanding of what it means to be in Christ as, Christ as well and what it means to know who he is as Christ, the Son of God. And almost in a directing way, in a better understanding way, a more affirming and providing wisdom and Martha accepts that and she gains wisdom through that and now let's go to verse 32 so John 11 verse 32 and this is Mary now now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet saying to him Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled and he said where have you laid him they said to him lord come and see jesus wept and this is a very different reaction from jesus and mary coming to see jesus saying come help help my brother see that see that he's died and he, she's laying at his feet, and Jesus wondering where his friend is, and then he just weeps. He weeps with Mary. And what a different response that is compared to Martha. Here you have Jesus directing Martha with wisdom, with guidance, and then there's Jesus being with Mary and comforting her and weeping even beside her. And that's truly how amazing our God is is that he provides the exact direction and feelings that really to guide us, to comfort us in any suffering situation. And sometimes that suffering is losing a family member, losing someone close to us. And sometimes Jesus is just there to comfort us, to weep with us. But also there's sufferings even like what I've dealt with today, just trying to figure out what that is, why this is happening, and he gives us a firm understanding of why. 
And that's the coolest thing is he's always there, ready to comfort us, ready to give us direction. We just need to give that to God. And so that's kind of my encouragement even this week for everyone that's dealing with suffering or struggling with certain things to just give that to God. Not in the shameful way of like, woe is me, why is this happening? But saying, hey, here's what is happening right now. What do you have to say about it? Or if it's something very sad that Jesus wants to be there for you right now and comfort you. That's how amazing our God is. That's how much he loves us. Is that he wants wants us to have wisdom and understanding in this life. That's just, yeah. That's so amazing to think about. Just our God truly being our father, our lover, our best friend. Our Jesus. And now um, for my last verse, I wanted to talk about Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And yeah, it's funny because like even right now, just thinking about uh, me focusing on suffering. And the more I'm talking about suffering, the more I'm understanding how much God loves us understanding that the Bible, when it talks about suffering, it follows up with how much Jesus loves us. There's countless times where Jesus just totally provides 110% of the time, Jesus providing the way, being the way, showing his love towards us, healing, dying on the cross, resurrecting, and coming back to his friends and saying, look, there's so much more. Here's the Holy Spirit. Here's gifts of the Spirit. I know you're going to deal with suffering. I know there's still going to be sin in the world, but you don't have to walk in shame. You don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in a constant battle because the Father is now with you through the Holy Spirit. And and simply because of how much he loves us, every single one of us, and how what an amazing blessing it is to no longer walk in fear and shame or even in a constant battle, but to be alive and free fully free from sin nothing can touch us the devil can't touch us sin cannot penetrate our thoughts nothing can penetrate us once we have received the holy spirit god is now within us loving us like a father like a teacher like a best friend i can't emphasize that enough but just what a blessing it is and just an opportunity for each day to be a joyful day even in the midst of suffering. Anyway, (laughs) another tangent. I keep doing that, but we're keeping it real on this podcast, guys. (laughs) But anyway, um, Mark 12, verse 28. I kind of want to finish talking about this. And it's titled, The Great Commandment. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And let me emphasize with all your mind. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Let me just repeat what Jesus said. I think that's the coolest thing. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. So understanding these commandments to just love love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and all your mind, and with all your strength, that really entails just understanding suffering and seeing it and not being afraid, not being torn down or frustrated or even seeing sin in this world, not being weak and just saying oh woe is me i can't get through that and even says in the bible that god does not allow sin in our lives that can overpower us that we can do this we have the strength to do it so with all our mind all our strength we see these things in the world but we see them through different eyes now through the holy spirit acknowledging it but walking in it with god and feeling the love of the Father. And not only that, knowing that that strengthens us, makes us wise, makes us closer to the kingdom of God. And what a cool aspect that is to be living life, not just on this earth, but in the kingdom of God already as a Christian. And what a blessing it is to walk with it with the creator of this earth. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today for this episode. Thank you all for listening. This means the world to me. Um, Let me just pray us out. Dear God, I just thank you for all that you're doing in our lives and in the midst of suffering that we may face when we see loved ones um, going towards sin or we deal with some traumatic thing in our lives or a loved one passing away, or even just being confused with wanting certain results and not getting them, or wanting a relationship to happen and not receiving it. God, with all these different things, Lord, we, in the midst of suffering, we don't suffer. We just look to you. We just see you in the midst of it, knowing that you're going to provide a way, whether it's directing us or comforting us that through this, we love you so, so much. And it's all started because of how much you love us, guiding us and loving us and protecting us. Lord, you're so, so good. God, we just thank you and we pray that this week is totally committed and purely for you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives and bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hope you all have a great week and go get yourself an ice vanilla latte.
<laughs> that was the worst. That was cringe. Sorry, guys. Have a great day.